Hi guys, welcome to another episode of the Mic Drop Club with your host Douglas Hamidiche. Now today, as we always do, we continue on with our motivation, with our um, focus on trying to inspire you to achieve your biggest, brightest, boldest goals. And we're going to be joined today in our first pre-run session with Jonas all the way from Sweden to help mind kick, kickstart, yeah, re-engage our thought processes in around what can we do to keep ourselves in tip shop shape, okay? And we shall be using a speech inspired, well, written and performed and recited, sorry, by um, Amanda Gorham at Joe Biden's um, inauguration a couple of weeks back as the backdrop. So on that note, Jonas, how are you doing? Welcome to the Mike Drop Club again. Thanks, Douglas. Nice to be back. This is where, so, this, is, this is where it's at. This is where it's at. <laughs> yeah. Here is uh, what's happening tonight. Uh, we talked about Amanda G's yep. lovely speech and hope to to give the world a little bit more love and insights about the speech. Brilliant, brilliant. And that's what it's about. It's about giving more love. I think the States is just a manifestation. What's been happening in the States is is an opening manifestation as to what's been happening all around the globe with these extreme views. You know, either you're extreme left or you're extreme right. There's no, it doesn't seem to be a lot of center ground thinking, like level-headed thinking. There's always, we can only be one or the other, this dualistic a way of viewing life and I find it rather disappointing really it does it does away with reason yeah I mean um, what I've heard about uh, the speech in English is was like about the light and you know the light it comes around you because it's turning around the globe and from every light you have it becomes a shadow behind you if yeah. you follow the light so wow she was talking about braveness and uh, brave but like you know me for a while now and i don't need to be brave i need to understand the light and the shadow so that's my key that's points about this is it is it kind of like coming from the yin and yang type um, yeah, I, th- I think so. I think so. I mean, it's it from the experience about when I was a Buddhist monk and understood like what life is about and what my life is about and what's happening around. And yeah, everybody's talking about the shadow. Mm. But for me, yeah, if it's if there are a shadow, it needs to be a light in front of you. Wow. So, wow. Wow. so yeah. everybody's focusing on the shadow or the hard thing. You know, we talked about flow before, but, you know, backwards, it's wolf. So <laughs> to be able to have flow, you need to have the wolf as well. Wow. But Wow. Like we talked about before, if you have two wolves, yeah, one is hate, hating and one is loving. What's happening if you only feed the loving wolf? The haters' wolf will die. Mm. If you 
stop feeding. So that's my take about uh, the speech. Uh, but it, I mean, it's it's a modern speech and still using from the old ancient wisdom, I think. So lovely speech and uh, the future is bright if uh, she inspired a lot more youngsters and as well adults. I think so. I think words have the ability to bring to the fore very complicated thoughts and particularly poetry. Poetry is normally a few words, but they resonate on a deeper level. Um, you cannot, to get that distilled down and you would write it in terms of what everything means is probably be about maybe two, 3000 words. You know, it's just a massive piece of, uh, of, of literature, of, of, of narrative because it tells a story as you're talking about light and shade. You know, um, when you look at the, the stars, stars only see stars because we see the light that they radiate, that they release. But that light travels hundreds, thousands, millions, even trillions of years before it gets to our retina so we can see it. So when we look at light as we see it, it's not new. It is old. It gives us... Um, it's a, it, without going too deep, it gives us insights to how things were, not how they currently are. And um, within the poem, she talks about being in the very beginning. She she gives she sets the scene that, as you mentioned, being brave and then the belly, inside the belly of the beast, and that signifies the the anguish, the the mental physical torture of people that are. Under under subjugations, people who are who are struggling, you know, they feel they're in the belly of the beast. They feel that they're being consumed by either the the greedy wolf. They feel that they're inside the beast, and they've learnt that quiet isn't always peace. And peace is one of those words. When I when I heard it, I thought, okay, peace. You know, the Western word or Western understanding of the word peace is to be passive is to be quiet, is to be at rest, you know? But not all languages use the word peace to mean that same thing. Because... <laughs> no, exactly. Exactly. Not all other languages. Some, some languages, peace is an is a action word, you know? Meaning yeah. you have to go and do something to get that peace, you know? So it was, it was an interesting take um, on how, how now she spun it and the fact that she asked for unity you know, as a hopeful speech, unity, U-N-I-T-Y, across all the races. Because at the end of the day, when poverty doesn't have any race assigned to it, if you're broke, you're broke. That's it. As far as I'm concerned, if you have no money, <laughs> I think the only discrimination now in the 20, um, in the century we're in is centered more around wealth. You know, the haves and the have-nots. And it's only the have-nots that get down to fighting like crabs. I've seen crabs or eels in a bucket. Yeah, they fight each other in that bucket. But no one, none of them can get out because <laughs> the way the bucket is shaped. You just keep fighting. So a lot of people, we, we behave, can behave like crabs in a bucket. And we will argue and fight over um, observable differences, the colour, gender, age. But really, if you study wealthy people, 
talking about in money, money wise, not wealth in in abundance of happiness and joy and health. Talk about just wealth in terms of money. They don't really have those types of debates amongst themselves. Uh, certainly, they don't make decisions based upon I'm not going to invest in you because you're a woman or you're a homosexual or you're a child. You're a, they don't. They just they take a look at is this going to be a mutually beneficial collaboration or exchange? And I think that 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 is where we need to start operating. At I felt she was brilliant. Yeah, yeah, she was brilliant, and I mean, she, I mean, it, it was a good timing, still, mm. and uh, I think um, about what you said. Peace means an action for the most people, but for me as well. I mean, when I hear the word peace in English, it means two things for me. It means action, but it means also peace like to just stand still peace don't need to do anything like i often uh, my friends is asking me what are you doing today jonas you always do things mm. yeah i will do nothing today and then they say how do you do that how do you do nothing and that for me is like, yeah, I got peace. Yeah. I do peace. I do yeah. nothing. Yeah, I like that. Yeah. Like okay, that. guys, but... everybody ready? Atomic mic drop. Here we go. We're getting warmed up. We're getting warmed up. Because again, that whole notion of what we consider to be peace and at rest is sometimes it's so busy moving and that we cannot stop to watch how things fall and land and then you can decide what to do. It's too busy trying to catch things in mid-flight. It's like being in the, the snow blizzard. You know, the kids have those toys where they shake it and inside it's snow and water and there's like an ornament inside and then they have to let it sit and watch all the snowflakes or wherever petals land. Too often we're chasing those petals and we're not able to prioritize because we're not still. Society has given us this um, notion that being busy is good. So even when you're at work and um, mm. you're you're having your deep thoughts, if the boss comes, you pretend to be working. <laughs> <laughs> you straight away like yeah. typing rubbish on your keyboard pretending to go in and out of our folders. Why is that? I mean, I mean, it's, I think it's like, uh, the culture, a lot of, uh, corporate has built. I mean, go back again. Uh, people is born lazy. I mean, but you know, it was so successful if you had a busy schedule, but I mean, I was, personal more successful when I had air in my schedule. Mm. I was successful because it shows for me, like I could like rest for like 7% of my time and be really focused 30% and did more than 
average people did on 100% what I did on 30 because I was focused 100%. So I think it's a culture. I mean, uh, it was cool to be a busy schedule. I mean, nowadays I had heard like it's cool to have air in the schedule. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. And the, the thing about a lot of companies is they think about how can they monetize you know, what is the value of the task when you're doing nothing? You know, they do so many studies to try and make sure that we remain busy at work and adding value. But I guess as somebody works for himself, I value my tasks based upon the outcome, the outcome. Um, if, if I could do a task that maybe somebody else takes a week to do and I could do it in an hour, it doesn't suddenly mean I've got to do um, seven times that amount of work. You know, because for me to get to this level of proficiency has take, I've, I've, I've taken hours, if not years, to perfect. So that now what it seems to be complicated, I can do in minutes. You see, but it doesn't mean I take on more work because that allows me, that time allows me to learn and keep on growing and mastering that discipline, whether it's um, video editing, recording, all of those um, things I invest my time in. You know, so... Yeah, value is where it's at. Um, I told my daughter the other day that before before the um, the lockdown, we had a conversation in terms of looking for work, and um, she was rather concerned that the wage packet that she will start to get as a young woman um, at university would not be reflecting what she really wants. So we had a conversation about values, and I said, "Look, you don't get paid." for anything other than the value that you bring to that hour. If you're on an hourly wage, the boss will say, okay, the wage is set at 10 US dollars, 10 pounds an hour, whatever it is, because they have deemed whoever does that job as 10 pounds of value to that organization per hour. And you might find if you're doing that job for 10 pounds an hour, that is what you're worth in that role. That's what's been um, determined. And you might get upset, say, for example, you work for a trainer shop and they decide to um, hire a celebrity to come in for 10 minutes and pay that person all your year's wages for that 10 minutes piece of work and they leave. And people are like, oh, God, why are you, you know, this is not fair. You know, this person and then a hundred times our wages a year's wages for 10 minutes work. What that person, what the organization that has determined is that celebrity, 10 minutes in that store will bring more revenue, more business, more money than what you're doing full time per hour, whatever it is, 35 hours a day for the whole year. Because they know this, the direct return on the revenue is such. So you should be always thinking about what value you're bringing in. And the more you become, I guess, proficient or the more you become an expert in your passion, you'll find automatically you can command <laughs> more income. Yeah, I, I mean, totally agree on that one. And I saw that as well when I started my own business, when we talked about value, because after like 10 minutes of coaching with a, one client who has been going to a therapist for like a year, 
spending a lot of money. And then she was asking about uh, the payment for my session within 10 minutes that she actually said like it was more valued that 10 minutes than a whole year with that therapist. And I told her like, yeah, it cost about a year, <laughs> but I made it on 10 minutes. <laughs> but yeah. same story as you had. I mean, I've been fighting in like 30 years with this one and learned every skill technique that I can help my clients within 10 minutes, what other people need one year. So, so I totally agree on that value about how to invest. Yeah. And And, uh, I think it's a beautiful subject to actually discuss investing in yourself, you know, building up your skills based, based and wrapped around that which you are passionate about. You know, if you invest your time and passion in someone else's business that you're not passionate about, you're adding value, yes, to that business, but you will not grow as an individual. And this is about, and this is why sometimes people find themselves depressed, highly anxious, worried, concerned, you know, because their their skills don't enable them to do what they want to do. You know, they go to work to be disabled for eight hours of the of the day. They're going there to be disabled because remember, if you go into work and you're doing a work that you do not want to do, you're doing work typically in the, at the time in which you're most productive. Nobody ever comes home from work and said, ah, now I've got all my energy to do what I want. Come home yeah. broken. <laughs> Come home yeah. tired. You know, that's why you get, um, what's it called? Um, your salary is compensation. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know, I know. Oh, for being know. there. That's why it's, it's, I always tell people, up until, yes, you're young, particularly young, you have to go and earn your stripes. You have to do that, that with those jobs that you don't want to do. But it also comes at a time when you've got more energy. You've got more youth, vigor, vitality, and all these things. Because when young people say to me, I've got no energy, I say, no, don't lie. I say, don't lie. If you, if you went to work and your friend after work told you he's having a party, and it was a party of the year, you'd find energy to go to that party. Irrespective if you had work this first thing in the morning. So you go to work, party, straight to work. And sometimes the cycle goes on for days. So when young people say they don't have energy, I'll say, look, you have the energy because you just have to just determine what you're doing is a good investment for tomorrow. If you can see tomorrow, you know, even if you dedicate one hour every night, 20 minutes every day after work on something that you want to grow and learn become, Two, three years, you're already proficient. Then you can start making a transition out of those jobs that you might feel are more um, not in keeping what you want to do and move into a space that is closer to your vision. You know, that's that's why I tell these kids every single time we speak. I say, look. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think uh, as well, like to be more aware about goal setting and so on to make that daily goal settings, not that year goal mm-hmm. as on business uh, term, Absolutely. like uh, 
this year I'm gonna sell for this amount of money. Yeah. Uh, this year I will uh, run this far away. So more on a daily basis, like so it becomes your habit. What we talked about, like you don't need to think about when you have to eat breakfast or lunch or dinner because you already had that habit. So I'm totally agree on that to invest in yourself and prioritize and decide uh, what to do. Yeah, yeah, it is, it is an important lesson. Invest in yourself. The speech, in the, again, just to go back to what they were saying in the speech, what she, um, Amanda was speaking about in the speech about touch from bravery. Um, this is a strong word, being brave. You know, um, for me, it's an understated word because one could argue is a soldier more braver than a nurse? Than a teacher? No. You know, it's, it's just how the individual has um, assessed risk. You know, it's how it's, mm. it's the relationships in risk that the individual has to make for themselves. For some people, it's more terrifying to work flipping burgers and fries, yeah, than it is being on the front line with a machine gun. You see, for some people you know, who are so deeply um, focused around, say, patriotism, the protection of the nation, as far as they're concerned, their, their um, value system deems what they're doing not that risky. It's what they think is more risky is having the foreign force invade their country. <laughs> they find that more dangerous than them themselves. So I think putting bra- the word bravery, it does open up a lot in terms of what do we view as bravery. A lot of people who have changed the way society is right now in the Western world, at least, have been women, have been people of color, have been um, um, Asian um, cultural teachings, philosophies, has been disabled people. And have they been brave? Some of them, you could argue, yes. To the people doing, they might say no. Does Is the astronaut brave to go to, to the moon? Ask them when they're about to strap on and have that, how many hundreds of thousand pounds of pressure <laughs> to, to leave this, um, the orbit of the, of the earth? Are they brave? Ask them. Do they feel brave? Or are they so focused on what they're doing? To not do it is more terrifying than being in that rocket going up. Yeah, I mean, uh, I think what uh, I read about the speech in English is like, for there is always light. It's like the last three sentences. For there is always light. So number one, if you understand and is aware, there is always a light. Mm. The sun, for example, Mm -hmm. there is always that light. If if only we are brave enough to see it. Yeah. Mm. Then I I connected as a, yeah, I might be a martial art nerd. And some other is a IT nerd or nurse nerd. Mm-hmm. 
that is the braveness for me when they can see the light as a nurse, as an IT guy or martial artist, when you can see the light as your profession or as the individual. When you can see the light, then you are bra- brave. Then it doesn't need a title. Mm. 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 If only we are brave enough to see it. Yeah. But there is always light, as there is always darkness. You know, these things are the way the earth spins. You know, the sun never stops shining, ever. No, it's, exactly. It's just but our who position. Is- But it often the environment around us, even if I see the light, you Douglas telling me, I can't see the light, nor can you Jonas, because Mm. I can't see the light, then you can't see the light. Mm. And it's like parenthood and so on. The little boy or girl, oh, mommy, where is the light? No, you you can't see it. I can't see it. Mm. But... When we let people see it, we g- then the next step is to be it. Yeah. Yeah. So I think Amanda, she's just a, a brilliant writer. Yeah. Yeah. She is. She is. I mean, uh, my English perfect, but I think I am totally what she wanted on that one in the practical way like we talked about before, because it's so much blocking here and there about Mm. people around you, because I can see the light. I can tell everybody, but many people say I'm crazy because you can't see the sun. It's dark. It's night, Jonas. Mm. Yeah, but I can see it. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, it's really interesting. What uh, it, it is. It is. It is truly fascinating how such a young spirit can come up with such beautiful lines, beautiful symmetrical um, sentences in terms of that have deep, profound meanings. And the rhythm, there's a rhythm. It's almost yeah. like there's a drum <laughs> yeah. in the background. There was no music. Like, and it kept yeah. going on. So yeah, I was left really, really. It goosebumps. I rarely get goosebumps for poetry, but that was one of them that wow. Wow. Yeah. And I think as I think as 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 human beings will look back at this moment in time, that was a moment. And sometimes we as people don't realize we're in the moment until we're out of the moment. You know, it's like yeah. Christmas Day. You know, the kids wake up, they jump on your face, jump on your bed, <laughs> ah, get off here. <laughs> Before you realize it, it's Boxing Day. <laughs> it's the day after yeah. Christmas. <laughs> and, and you like you say to yourself, I wish I was in a better mood. <laughs> you, have to, you have to appreciate the moment when you're in the moment because that's all what life is about. That's the only thing that is certain right here, right now. The rest, you know, who knows about the future? The past is a ghost. Nobody can go there. You know, the future's not certain, but what you can say in any given instant is now. Now is where it's at. So what are you doing now? You know, listeners, viewers out there, you know, in internet land, what are you doing right now? Yes, if you're watching and you're consuming this, I hope you find it inspiring. I hope you find it um, 
help help uh, help helping you to really reimagine, re-see, kickstart um, thoughts that will connect you to a higher purpose. As John has said, yeah. you know, the sun is out there. John's going to see the sun. He can see the light, you know, whether it's dark or not. You know, it's a metaphor. You know, the your light is within. Everything within the universe is inside you in terms of atoms and, and your molecular stru- structure. All of these from carbon, um, what's it, hydrogen. Oh, I forgot the other two. It's so bad. But all the essential elements that make up the universe are in you. So you are the universe. You are one of the universe. So there's sun out there, light out there. There's light within you. Even though you might say that the human the human body operates in total darkness. That's how amazing we are as human beings. Inside, it operates. Everything, organs, moving, air going down, different systems, in total darkness. You know, our eyes bring in the light. Yeah, because we're connected. But the light's also our thoughts. You know, um, to make manifest things that me, me and Jonas are using right now, somebody had to think them. Yeah. Can, can you see my screen that I'm sharing? Uh, yes, I can. Give me one moment. Let me assign it to a number. And let's just do this. And... Here you go. Yep, I can see that screen. Yeah. yeah. So this uh, picture here, I just want to talk about this uh, picture. It's a tree that I noticed when I was doing my walk. And everybody thinks it's fake. And then I told the, my friends where it is, the tree, and they said, I never saw that. <laughs> no, because you has not been uh, observing yeah. just the moment, the present, to be there. So it's all about like you and me, we are like present when it's happening. Yeah. And you can see the, see the light. I saw that tree was look as a woman mm. body mm. yeah but nobody else has seen it yeah it's, it's amazing but now everybody wants to now everybody wants to run to that tree and see yeah. is it for real <laughs> yeah that's a sexy tree wow yeah really yeah and there's an organization there's a lot of them actually that go around the world looking for sexy trees you know yeah yeah so it's, it's a big parts um pastime hobby trees um and again, it's about observation. Sometimes we, we take for granted certain things. We should remain focused and recheck what we think we saw because this is about perception. You know, if you perceive something to be bad, then it is because for your perception, it is bad. If you wake up this morning and say, oh, God, it's going to be a bad day. Guess what? It is a bad day. And I'm not going to argue with anybody that says it's a bad day. I say, yes, it's a bad day because you called it a bad day for you. <laughs> yeah. Not for me. Your reality is a bad day. You know, that's it. I'm not, I'm not here to argue with everybody. Um, we, we go to bed tonight, 8 billion souls, 8 billion different dreams. How beautiful is that? 
Yet when we wake up out of those 8 billion people, how many of us are focused on doing things that they don't want to do? That has no bearing to what they've aspired to do. Husbands, wives, sleep. One faces east, one faces west. You know, dreams to do different things. One might want to be an architect. The other one might be want to, want to do something in fashion. Both not doing what they want to do. <laughs> and they wonder why they're so miserable. You know, if you find that you're in that situation, the one thing I would um, humbly suggest, humbly suggest or humbly um, advise, if I can even give advice, is you don't break somebody else's wish, somebody else's goal, somebody else's dream. Just because every time you sleep, you put your dream under the pillow and leave it there. Don't go and destroy someone else's dream. If you see somebody, no matter how ludicrous it is, <laughs> mm. if you're not going to help them, be quiet. You know, don't interrupt somebody that's living their own purpose because it might take years. It might be their life's work. Like many inventions that we see today from the light bulb that we're taking for granted from light, artificially made light, we take for granted that was somebody's life's work. They didn't discover it <laughs> when they were teenagers. They said, no, I'm going to start it. They were ridiculed for years, for years and years and years and years and years. So. Yeah, I, yeah, lovely. I, I, I agree on that one. So I really hope and wish that parents will let loose their own uh, mental blockings and so on on their kids. I mean, uh, today I met one of my friends. Uh, she's a alone mother with two girls. And, you know, they've been always singing and dancing from home. And uh, the girls enjoy the singing class in school. But now they're not allowed to sing and dance because mm. of a virus, I think. And, you know, when she she's coming and picking up them every day, all of the other parents is standing, even if it's freezing outside, we're standing still, <laughs> boring, bored. But, you know, the mom, she's dancing and singing. And yeah. you see, the people are looking at her as she's a crazy person. And her, her girl mom, they're looking strange at you. Yeah, mm. because mm. they don't know mm. about life. Yeah. yeah. So I really hope that the world is changing now to everybody's dream should be supported. 100%. Don't be a dream assassin, like sniper. No, no. You know, don't be that. No, no. We don't want that. No, no. <laughs> no. We don't want that. No, Support so each other. Um, so yeah. yeah, as as we are, this was our first live <laughs> um stream, motivational using um Amanda Gorham's fantastic inauguration street um speech as um poem as the backdrop of this mic drop with um Jonas Freud. Um, we just want to wish you a very safe week. 
Okay, keep inspired, keep pushing those boundaries, keep rethinking, mind kick, fly kick, do drop kicks all over your mind to make sure that it works properly. And me and Jonas will catch you next week. Thank you for listening. Don't forget to check out micdropclub.com and get the show notes and useful links. Subscribe to the podcast. Don't just live life, make life boom.